This is Kim. I'd like to take this moment to acknowledge the Wurundjeri people of the Kulin Nations, who are the traditional owners of the land I have the privilege to live and work on today. I pay my respects to their ancestors and elders, past, present and future, and am committed to honouring the culture of our First Nations peoples through respectful practices. I would also like to acknowledge that Braided is part of the Artful Dodgers Studios, a community space on the unceded lands of the Kulin Nation, where in the neighbouring streets and soil of so-called Fitzroy and Collingwood, there's a rich Aboriginal history. We support the ongoing commitment towards these stories being seen and told. We pay our respects to Elders past, present and future and recognise Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the first storytellers of this land, sea and community. Three, two, one. Is this thing on? You're listening to... We'll start from the start. Oh, that's a surprise. <laughs> Here and there, really. <laughs> that sound all right? Um, certified baddie. I reckon it's pretty random. <laughs> Was that my doorbell? Hello there, I'm your host, Agum, and I also have my little boy, Yenpe, with me. As you can hear, he's trying to say something. So adorable! <laughs> and I'm your host, Matisse. And you're listening to Braided. This episode, we're going deep into the subconscious of our Braided fam during the lockdown. We'll be talking about dreams and memories, some of our first moments and our worst dreaming experiences. Our first memories, what a place to start. Agum, do you remember the very first memory you've ever had? Yes, uh, my first memory would be when I was around three or four. I was in a village in South Sudan. It was a very cold morning. I was naked. I think (laughs) I had waist beads around my waist. I sat under a tree, so it was a, a fruit so this was a big tree in our compound and I think I was holding a leaf I was a bit unwell too so I think I it was the first day I came out of the hut in days so it was a good feeling I felt fresh how about yourself Matisse what's yours my first memory same like about three to four I was very chubby little girl and it was my birthday and I was having a fairy princess birthday party and I remember being in this very sparkly dress with cake all over my face at Chadston. (laughs) I think that's I think that's my first memory yeah. Oh I wish I had a birthday like that. We don't do birthdays. You don't do birthdays? Well, now I do, because it's fun. But back <laughs> in the village, we, we only do Christmas. Okay, so we are going to kick off the episode today by playing some short pieces by a few braided folks that take us into some of their very first memories. Here is Georgia and her first memory. 
people who know me now would think that I'd be well, a pretty quiet person. But in preschool, I was a bit of a rebel. <laughs> I don't know where it came from, but it didn't go on to when I was in kindergarten. When I was in kindergarten, I was a bit of a crybaby. Um, and that kind of lasted until, it lasted a long time. I'm just gonna say that. So when I was in preschool, I used to argue with people a lot. I remember arguing about ham. I don't know why, just there was some kind of conflict about ham. I also remember jumping up onto the bathroom sinks and holding my arms up wide and being like, aha, I am on the sink. <laughs> and, and then the, and like the rest of the class was just around me watching me and then the teacher storms in like, you need to get down right now, Georgia. So I don't know why I did that, but yep, yeah, that was the thing that I remember doing. Wow, I didn't see that side of <laughs> rebelness, <laughs> really. Um, we're learning new things about Georgia today. I think Georgia being a rebel is such a revelation. Um, considering we know her now, she is a very soft-spoken gal. But yeah, Ham really gets me going too, Georgia. It makes me really mad. <laughs> Up next, we've got a little memory from Denny. Pretty much every photo of me when I was three, I always have some sort of red spot on my nose. Like all these nice family portraits, just a red spot on my nose. Because I was always running into things, being a very clumsy child. I've always assumed that's why my nose is a bit crooked. I would have been about three, maybe four. As a family, we went to a local pool. And I was just hanging out by the kiddie pool on the tiles by this large support pole. I can't quite remember, but I'm absolutely sure being a stupid kid I was running around. And I slipped. And the last thing I remember from it is what I think was waking up in an ambulance. Just looking up at people, kind of all hazy but I wouldn't want to ask my mum about the details, more so for her sake. Oh, Danny, Aww. little clumsy baby. I want to give him a hug. One day soon, not yet, COVID unfriendly. And a bit of a change of tone here for Reggie's memory. Take a listen. My family and myself went to a beach. It was late at night. We were planning to go fishing, um, catch some seafood, some crabs, and all that kind of stuff. And we had a large torch that was powered by one of those thick cube rectangular batteries. And I think I was playing around with it. And then I dropped it and it broke. And then my family, my mum and dad, got really angry and said we couldn't go out anymore. And then we drove home. And I remember feeling so unsatisfied, so sad. It was heartbroken. I really wanted to go and fish in the dark, 
get over my fear of being in the dark, being near water, but that didn't happen. That was one of my earliest memories I remember. I think I was probably four to six years old. And yeah, it was very sad, but we move on from these things. Reggie! So sad! So sad, but the image is so cute. I can imagine a little baby Reggie just wanting crab, but not allowed to get the crab. So sad. Okay, dreams. Oh, I'm scared. Matisse, what kind of dreams do you have? I'm... I don't dream. I'm a lucky gal. I don't dream. My subconscious... A lucid dreamer. I... No. If I do have a dream, it's like very out of the blue. Not very often. I don't like dreaming. My subconscious likes to torture me. So I don't like dreaming. What kind of dreams do you have, Agum? I used to dream a lot. A lot of dark dreams. And I think it, it also... Like, even though like my early life was very free and all that for some reason a lot of my dreams were around animals chasing either my grandma or myself after i encountered a, like my first time seeing a lion i'm like i was constantly dreaming about a lion chasing me or my grandma who was my favorite human being so yeah that, <laughs> that one kind of left a, a dark <laughs> thing on my head and that was so beautiful it was scary lions and tigers and bears oh my lions and hyenas <laughs> lions and hyenas <laughs> this whole season of making braided we've had our very own dream correspondent georgia who's been keeping track of people's nightmares and daydreams during lockdown georgia's been following all of our bizarre and strange dreams during this time, turning them into their own sort of dreamscapes. We're excited for you to hear it. And just a heads up that one of the nightmares in this dreamscape might be distressing for listeners who have experienced assault. Please take care of yourself before and after listening. And if this isn't the time, you can skip ahead in this podcast to about the 30 minute mark. Here's Domino's with Toast. being in my dad's van and I was selling chocolates. And I'm in this giant hole and it's full of all these gigantic dominoes. And then one of our friends went, the bags, I have to get the bags. So he like ran into this burning building. And we were like, what are you doing? You can't do that. I was like out the front of the stage. And in her speech, she had a dishwashing tablet stuck in her teeth. And she was very old and she should not be driving. But this old lady, she said, Oh, my car's been pooped on. I like this. 
I was camping with loads of my friends. We dropped our stuff at like this hostel place and then we walked in the forest. I was at a beach with some people and there was a veteran surfer teaching me how to surf. And the lady was telling me that if I was scared of drowning, I could wear a snorkel. Because I'm not a good swimmer, I decided I'll just learn how to swim instead. And then we came back and the place that we had our bags in was like on fire so we're like oh my god and then one of our friends went the bags i have to get the bags so he like ran into this burning building and we we're like what are you doing you can't do that And I'm in this giant hall, almost like a mix between a concert hall and a warehouse factory. And it's full of all these gigantic dominoes. And I'd have to really carefully sneak around them as to not cause any noise. Otherwise, in this deathly silence of this warehouse, there would be this massive booming noise that would be beyond what can be tolerated and I just sneak around them. Then um, I ended up thinking like leaving or something and I was with a guy who was talking about how he loves getting like pooped on by birds. Um, and yeah, so he likes getting pooped on by birds and he wishes that he found someone who also liked the same thing and because like getting pooped on by a bird is the sign of good luck. I really don't know where this is going, but anyway, and then me, my brother and this guy, we saw this old lady in the car and we realized we needed to get somewhere and we were like, can you take us to the place, old lady? She was like, yeah, okay. And she was very old and she should not be driving. But this old lady, she said, Oh, my car's been pooped on. I like this. And then the guy was like, Oh my god, I think I love her. <laughs> so I think this guy had a crush on her. I was at my auntie's house and I was staring at the window at the street, and someone was driving really slowly. She always crashed into a car because the car was going slow, and then she was going fast, <laughs> and I was like, oh, she's a bit risky. Why are we in the car with her? And then we went around a bend and around a roundabout, 
and she's going pretty fast. She's like, oh, okay, you need to turn over here. And then she just looked away and I think she was trying to look at a map or something and then she just went over this bump through this grass across a train track. And then we were just yelling at her to just stop, stop please. And the guy behind got mad. And then we were just like, we're getting out now. Got out of the car and they had some sort of argument. So then I asked one of the friends, Jimmy, I was like, right, can you print out pictures of him and we'll go around and like looking for him and make missing posters and stuff. And then it like skips to me being in a canoe with my friend Emily and I'm like frisbeeing out missing posters. And then I look at the poster and it's not even our friend, it's just some random guy. I was like, Jimmy, you had one job. I was on the street that I grew up on and I was walking out from the side street onto the main street and there's this milk bar across the road with a few other small shops and in the distance I could see the Melbourne skyline even though it would never be there but of course in a dream if you see something it makes sense Being in my dad's van, and I was selling chocolates. I met the scout leader, who basically wanted to do a business deal with me. He wanted me to sell chocolates to scouts. <laughs> and I was like, yes, let's do this. I have a scouting background, and this would work very well. And then it got to a point where I had to decide whether I wanted to start selling Cadbury Australian chocolates or Italian chocolate. You are jamming with the hottest disc jockey. Disc jockey. And I was like, exclusive that's a hard choice to make because I like both chocolates because you know Cadbury is sweet it's like an Australian favorite but then you also have Italian artisanal chocolate which is more fancy it's more deluxe I eventually went with the Cadbury chocolate because I knew I was selling it with kids and kids love the sweetness of Cadbury chocolates so I started selling my repertoire as just Cadbury chocolate I was waiting for a tram amidst a bunch of people. I wanted to get to the other side of the road, but couldn't because of the people and the roadblocks. There was a cop managing the traffic, so I decided to ask him how I could get to the other side, and he pointed at the road and told me to go to the opposite direction of where I needed to go. And he was a GLLO in uniform, so he was a gay lesbian liaison officer and we had a conversation about selling chocolates. It was very sweet. He was wearing the official police uniform, but it was very different because it had rainbows on like side patches and all that kind of stuff and it was wearing really nice jewellery. Then... We got a call... From Jimmy to say, 
Oh, actually, he just faked his own death in the fire because he wanted a few days of peace. And he's actually okay. I was at work. By the way, my work is a cafe. And I think all the Avengers cast were there, which was cool. I didn't really talk to the Avengers cast. I was just like, oh yeah, they're there again. Like as if it was like a normal thing. And we had all the tables separated because of COVID. <coughs> and then my brother and his girlfriend were there and they were like organizing an event, like I think for his girlfriend's birthday party or something. Yeah, my brother's girlfriend was just saying like, I want this and then like going around the room I was like I remember I went past this one window and there's this weird feeling that I got here and then she couldn't remember what the weird feeling was about and yeah she was like it'll come to me but I want something here because of that feeling. Anyway we went to this wrestling place and I think it was like fake wrestling. It wasn't traditional, there wasn't a ring, it was just like all these mats everywhere. Yeah, there was these people that were just like coming out, hitting people over the head with stuff. And looked realistic and it was cool. And then it was turned into like a talent show. And then I think I was going to do something about either toast or muesli. Anyway, there's this guy that I like and he's been in my dreams a lot recently. I don't think he likes me back, which is cool. But anyway, he was there in the dream and he was gonna do some kind of talent thing as well. And I think the reason why I was at the talent show was because I wanted to be there with him. I was at an award ceremony with an actress or maybe a model. And then it was getting to the time where I had to perform and we had to take our tickets to the front. I didn't really realize where I was going with the tickets. So I kind of went to the front and then she came back in a pink princess-like dress. They laughed at me because I didn't know what I was doing. And then we went back down and all we had to do was just write on our tickets what we were gonna do. And that's where I just wrote toast after I wrote it and it sat back down. And then I was like playing a video game and Everyone was getting annoyed with me because it was loud and then I was trying to turn the volume down and I couldn't turn it down. And then I was like, okay, I actually need to worry about what I'm doing for the talent show and I could tell people were getting annoyed with me. About, you know, being there, not taking it seriously. So then I was like, oh crap, what am I going to do? Her name got called out. And I was like walking down. Okay, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? 
I was like at the front of the stage. And in her speech, she had a dishwashing tablet stuck in her teeth. wear quirky clothes and dress up like a princess and and I just want to wear what I want to wear in the suit but I think I had an idea where I would do a monologue about toast and I was gonna relate it to love. I think the only time I ever eat toast is when someone gives it to me. Like I think toast has just been in like a sign of love throughout my life. So since yeah that guy was there I was just gonna talk about toast and love. I woke up, my back facing the roof, and this melting man fell on top of me. If you can imagine tar just oozing over you, but it's been possessed. And this man just gnawing at your ears. And so I need to get up, I need to move, I need to move. And I somehow managed to get up. And I would walk out of the room, down the hallway. But I would just end up back into bed. In sleep paralysis, back facing the roof. And it just kept happening and happening. The last time that it happened, I imagined this chalkboard. I just poured at it. but I just had to just wake up. And I look away and look back and there's those dominoes again. And I'd have to sit still, can't move, can't say a thing, just must not move, must not make a sound and all of the other ambient sounds around me of cars going past. It just went silent. The streets cleared. There was nothing there. It was just me and seeing that domino in the distance.
Wow, well, that was very dreamy. Thank you, Georgia. Before we sign off, let's turn things over to Reggie for an update. Hi. Hey, it's Reggie's, Reggie's, Reggie's update. I was at Front Yard Youth Services. And I just remember the day, it was like raining outside. And I just felt like it was like a hopeless journey. I didn't really know what to do. And I was sitting at the steps. And at the time I was, I was pretty sad, confused and lost. There was no future for me, but I had to keep on moving forward. There was a lot of emotions going through that time and I couldn't really understand what was going on but I had to keep on moving and that's pretty much where I got to today is to keep on moving despite the hardships that you faced the immeasurable hardships that no one could have ever prepared you for but you got there you got there in the end and that's what matters you pushed through the hard times, you pushed through even though you thought that no one would care. And it was you that picked yourself up, no one else. No one else got you to where you are now. And that's very important. That's all from us this episode. Keep checking your feeds because episode three is coming your way soon. Dominoes with Toast was produced by Georgia Wilmot. The memories you heard at the beginning were from Georgia, Danny and Reggie. Braided is a production of Artful Dodgers Studios. This season is produced by Elijah Augustine, Reggie Chang, Kim Handley, Danny Hilaire, Matisse Leder, Agum Maluach, Georgia Wilmot and the one and only Mary plus mentored and produced by Michelle Macklem, Joel Supple, Louise Terry, Jay Kranz and guiding light from Bethany Atkinson Quinton. We are forever grateful to our baddest baddie Miss Angeliki and Drudesopolis for believing in Braided and making this possible. Music in this episode by Jesse Sullivan and the Desolettes. That's Danny's band. Braided is supported by the JSS, Gandel Philanthropy and the City of Yara. We're on IG at Artful underscore Dodgers and on Twitter at Braided Pod. And for more about the podcast, visit BraidedPodcast.com. Agum, before we go, we've got some very special bloopers from Georgia to take us out. Okay, I'm listening. Here we go. I think the washing machine's going off. I don't know if we can hear it. Probably not. It's probably fine. Okay. Hi, everyone. I hope you enjoyed my podcast. So as a special treat, I've included some bloopers and these bloopers are of my sister's cat, Solitaire. She's a beautiful, fluffy black kitty. And I just thought I'd give her a bit of a heads up on one of them. 
So there's four bloopers and uh, number four, which could be a little bit distressing to some listeners, and it's of my cat solitaire vomiting. Uh, she just walked in and vomited and she's fine by the way. It was just a hairball. So yeah, that's a thing that happened and if you want to listen to it, it's number four. But if you don't want to listen to it, that's totally fine. Just when I say number four, stop listening to the podcast. Okay. Anyway, thank you for listening and I hope you enjoy. And she's just purring and yelling at me. Listen to this. So I think I'm just gonna have to record with her purring. I just like, cause I have to get ready for work soon, get in. And as adorable as you are, you are ruining the take. But I, I really just have to do it before I forget. Maybe I'll just have to like record what I've done now and then just record later. Because kitten, I'm going to forget the dream if I don't do it now. Looper number two. The most... Solitaire is back. The most amount of snow that I've seen is a small puddle on the edge of a cliff. And there was a barrier in between me. I'm trying to record Solitaire. And then I woke up. I'm going to stop recording now because Solitaire is ruining my sound. Oh, kitten. At least she waited to the end of the dream. My god. Looper number three. I work at a bakery. I haven't actually gone back to the bakery in a while, but I'm going back today. Hence why I need to get ready. Soon, kitten. She's just coming closer to me. Me. Look at this. Doesn't care at all. Kitten, you... Oh my god. Okay. Anyway, so... And we're going to bakery and that's her rubbing her head up against the mic. Um, yeah, so we're going to bakery and somebody ordered chicken nuggets and fries, I think, and where she's just purring louder. Blooper number four. There was more to the first dream as well. Solitaire. Oh, kitten. Oh no. Oh, she just vomited. <laughs> Oh, kitten. Oh, I should go check up on her. Thanks for listening, everybody. Ooh. Okay, bye.